so maybe this could be the most important question of your entire career. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Thoughts? I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by my co-host, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. And Mr. Brett Rutherford. Well, hello there. This is an exciting day because not only do we get to talk to Jordan Fisher, who has been sort of a mainstay in Disney Dumb for so many years already, uh, not even 30 years old yet. And he is like one of those people that when you think about the parks, when you think about Disney, you think Jordan Fisher. We get to talk to him today. But we also get to talk to you a bit about the brand new Pixar movie, Turning Red, which we were given access to. So thank you to Pixar for that opportunity. And this is not going to be spoilery at all, but I did want to spend just a couple of minutes up front telling you about this film. And I'll go ahead and start, and then I'm going to pass it over to Vanessa, because I will say that I think like many Pixar movies, this movie has a particular lane and a particular target audience that it's going for. In my mind, what Pixar does better than any other production studio on the planet is speak to lived experiences and to emotions. And so to me, this was the story for middle school girls and middle school women who are starting to have lots of things going on in their life and they have lots of questions. I do think that middle school boys also can get something out of this as well. But certainly as a 35-year-old man, I don't know that I was the target demographic towards this film specifically. Uh, I got soul last year. I got that that whole uh, movie about making sure that if you have a midlife crisis, you know, what's your value in the universe? I got that last year in Seoul, loved it. And now uh, it's this story is for another audience to be able to see themselves on screen as well. Vanessa, what are your thoughts in Turning Red? Well, having been a prepubescent girl, I can recall back to, I know, right? Shocker. Uh, Anyway, uh, I do recall back to those memories of um, feeling awkward and being confused by what you want to be and maybe kind of wanting to be an adult, but kind of not, and, and not wanting to disappoint mom. And, and so I really enjoyed this movie. I don't want to talk much more because I don't want to give away spoilers, but I will say um, this movie does take place in the early two thousands. And so this could very easily have been a movie titled Vanessa's childhood because <laughs> there were so many early two thousands references uh, from the, Oh, there was one that got me, hit me so hard when all the girls step out and you see their feet and you see that they're wearing the chunky sandals Mm. from the early 2000s I had so many pairs of those I'm embarrassed by I thought they were never going to go out of style like we need to stock up on these these will never go out of style uh they did uh they also had like jelly wristbands and tamagotchi pets which oh man I wanted one so bad all my friends had one so it was so cool to see this movie and and to be reminded of that time in my life and I, I think they did a great job at it and I think it will also speak to young girls and and young boys watching this film that are in that middle school age I think they'll see a lot of messages that really resonate with them so hats off to the uh, makers of turning red it was a great film and i'm so excited to talk to jordan fisher absolutely i'm excited to talk to jordan fisher as well brett how about you oh yeah i'm 
well, you know, happily ever after. And so many, so many Disney moments that he's had in his career, you know, I mean, that we get to actually talk to him is such a good thing. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. He gets to play Robert in this particular film, and he's going to be a member of Four Town, which is the fictional boy band. As Vanessa said, this spoke to me because uh, the age of growing up in NSYNC and 98 Degrees and Backstreet Boys and I think O-Town comes to mind. Like, there's all these boy bands going through my mind right now, and so it was cool to see that. You get to see Jordan as one of those boy band members in this. There's some great uh, music also in this film, uh, it's actually was helped by Billie Eilish in some of the writing. So really just wonderful as far as the music is concerned. Jordan is so, like I said at the beginning, prolific in the Disney space that I cannot wait to talk to him. So we are going to get out of your way and we're now going to talk to Jordan Fisher. Jordan, it is so great to get a chance to talk to you today. You know, you've had such a diverse career from Disney to Broadway to being a superhero and to doing voiceover work and being in the studio. Can you talk about how this experience on Turning Red differed from any other experiences that you may have had in your career? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, thank you. I, it, it, it's, you know, it's been a journey, man. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun in my career. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of things that have made me really happy. And one of those things, you know, uh, I got a baby boy coming in June and, and uh, you know, I got a hidden Mickey behind my ear tattooed as my first tattoo ever. And, and, and that connective tissue there for me, that like family orientation and the films and growing up as such a fan of these films is, is, is one thing, but to be able to be a part of them is another then there's this other level of like, oh, wait, my relationship with Disney has been so cool and so diverse and has touched so many different angles and lanes and whatnot, which is really great. The one thing that I have yet to do truly is see a character that looks like me actually feels, you know, it's fun. It's, it's, it's like a concert experience when you're watching this film, but like when you see this character for me to know that when the character opens his mouth and sings, it's going to be my voice and my son is going to know that my son is going to like hear that and see that and be able to like connect the dots there. And that's, that makes, that makes everything about this project is that it, this, this is for the first time in my life. I got to work on something that was not just for me or just for my audience, you know, but, but for my kid yeah. and that is the coolest thing in the world. Six year old. And I'll tell you, uh, it's so many amazing experiences ahead of you. So congrats on fatherhood. Welcome to the family. And, uh, it's, it's so great. You have so many good things to look forward to Vanessa. I think you had a follow-up. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, speaking of your career, um, you've had a lot of experiences working with Disney and it, it kind of reminds me of John Stamos reading through your credits. It's like you're in a little bit of everything with Disney. So, you know, what's it like being in that Disney family? Like, do you and the other Disney people hang out together? Are you like uh, in a text thread with John? That's uh, so funny. I, you know, it, we, there, it's definitely a club. That's for sure. Like we are, we're the, we're the cool Disney adults, right? Like we yeah. are, we're the Disney adults adults that that you know we don't we we don't shove it in people's faces but by god like we're gonna be a part of it you know <laughs> like 
<laughs> I'm going to the parks regardless. Like my wife and I are going to be there. Ellie and I are going to be at the parks regardless of anything else going on right uh, yeah no there's definitely like a camaraderie i think like when and neil patrick harris obviously another disney adult that 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 you know he and his family love going to the parks and all of that stuff he and i are definitely good friends we talk about it all the time taryn kill him um you know yeah like there's a hand, a bunch of us that thankfully like have had different again different experiences and different relationships with disney in all sorts of different ways but like that that one cohesive thing about it's just we're just we just love everything about what it is there's something about you know curling up and and throwing on a classic that's just that's our lifeblood you know um it's it's so important but no man john and i have not met not met up at uh club 33 or anything like that yet eventually yet yeah yeah <laughs> brett i think you had the next question well, I read that you and your family moved to Los Angeles to pursue your career, and you've been so successful that we have to ask, do you have any advice that you would give someone wanting to move to L.A. and follow in your footsteps? That's very sweet. It's funny. I actually just moved out of L.A. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. we just we, we just moved to Florida. Um, but uh, L.A. has been home for 15 years, and I love it. I'm very I'm very, very proud of the city. I, I claim LA. LA is home for me. That is like, you know, that's, that's where it became who I am. And, and, um, that's really, yeah, that's a, probably the perfect segue. It's, it's where I became who I am. You know? So I think that anybody that wants to move to LA to pursue their career needs to know a handful of things before they hop on the plane. One of them is at the end of the day, when there's no, like, if, if you had every option in the world, is this the thing truly that you can't live without? Mm. Do you have to create? Not do you want to, do you have to? Mm -hmm. Do you need to create? Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then please get on a flight because LA needs you, right? Mm -hmm. Secondly, find your hood. It takes a long time to get settled somewhere. Don't rush it. Um, don't, don't, don't spend your first couple of months in one neighborhood and think that that's, you know, like, oh, LA is not my vibe. LA has like 30 different neighborhoods that you need to try. I recommend like bouncing around, get an Airbnb, do some couch hopping for a little bit, get a vibe for where you like LA because you, you like LA, even if you've never been, you do, you like LA. You just don't know where you like LA yet. So figure out where you like LA. Once you can like plant your roots and you can call that your digs and you feel really good and really comfortable there, then you set the table to wake up every day and deal with the inevitable rejection that you're going to face deal with the inevitable hard times, deal with the inevitable, my bank account is running low. I don't know if I have gas to get to this audition. These are all things that I have gone through. This is all stuff that made me who I am. And LA is a big part of that for me. I can promise you that it would have been a completely different experience had I not been happy in the neighborhood that I was living in and like with the people that I surrounded myself with. So find your community, get a dog. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's a good yeah. advice. Yes, always. <laughs> That's so great. Well, going back to turning red, and really this uh, is a, a great segue to that, the, the last answer that you gave. Turning red, to me, focuses so much on 
uh, emotions and also on mental health and focus. I love the instances of mindfulness and meditation throughout the film as well. That's something that I kind of discovered over the pandemic was to try to focus myself and, and use that. I'm wondering uh, if you had any uh, insights into how you maintain your mental health or uh, do you practice any of those types of meditation, mindfulness or anything in your daily life? Yeah, well, I'm a mental health advocate, so you're asking the right person. I'm a big therapy fan. Um, that is how I maintain my mental health. Um, I have I have uh, a handful of therapists, actually, for all sorts of different things. Maintaining mental health is, I'm so grateful that it's a big part of our just like social culture and our discussions mm -hmm. like day to day. No, it's so important, you know, um, be, especially like fatherhood, right? Being a kid now is nothing like it was when we were a kid. It is just a totally different, it's a totally different thing now. And everything is at, is, is at your fingertips. So if you aren't intentional about every breath that you take, they're going to get wasted at some point in time. You know, you have, you have to. Uh, connect with yourself and then also that connective that connective piece with 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 her mom you know with mm -hmm. the family orientation of it all and transparency and being able to dialogue and have open discussions and have conversations about like what actually is going on and how deeply deeply important that is like she needed to know that she was not only like not alone in this thing but truly felt seen and heard and hugged and loved and cherished and valued. And, and all of those things are so important. We have to do that with ourselves as well. And I think that's where so many people get lost, especially kids nowadays. Like Gen Z is so wild because like we all remember being 14. My nephew's going through this right now. No one in the world is more important than his friends, you know? And, and we see a lot of that in this as well, but at the end of the day, whoever you call your family, whether they're blood or not, whoever you call your family at the end of the day is who really, truly, genuinely loves you through everything. Even when you turn into a raging red panda, like they're going to be there to hug you on the other side of it. And that's like, that's so important. Mental health is, 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 is massive. Um, we have to keep talking about it. We do have to keep talking about it. We have to keep making things like this. I'm so grateful that this piece is out to encourage kids to be open. Let's talk about like what's going on. What are your, what are you feeling? You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Craig and I, are, we, we're all big fans of uh, good mental health here uh, at Beyond the Mouse. Fun question for you, though. You play Robert, a member of Four Town in this movie, and Four Town is a boy band. Did you ever consider joining a boy band or want to be part of a boy band as you were thinking about your career? When I was much younger, they, um, MTV or VH, somebody was doing some sort of like make a boy band kind of thing mm. that I I was a finalist for for some it was a long, long, long time ago and nothing ever ended up happening with that thing. But that was the only time in my life that I ever actually considered it. That probably like when I was, when I was a kid and I got a VHS copy of Darren, Darren's dance grooves. And I learned like, bye, bye, bye. And, and digital get down by NSYNC. And I learned all that choreography and was like, this is pretty fun. But um, yeah, this is a, uh, I, I, I don't think that, joining a boy band is in in the cards for me personally for jordan uh, <laughs> yeah. but man the idea of being able to like be a part of one in any way is awesome 
And I will forever be a Four Town member. Yeah. Immortalized right. in film. That's right. right. That's right. So, so maybe this could be the most important question of your entire career. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Thoughts? I love that you're taking so much time oh, to wow. think about it too. This this fills my heart with such joy. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Jordan Fisher. <laughs> I had to know. I had to, I had to like go to the deep cuts for a second. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Backstreet Soul, right? They were older. Mm-hmm. They they were a little more soulful. They were they were a little more rugged. They were a little more you know rowdy rough boys. In sync was just that. Um, musically, those guys were doing things that no other boy band was doing. They they had a crispness and real musicianship, like. When whenever they performed acapella stuff, like they sounded incredible together. Um, they were, in my opinion, the goat of the boy band era. I don't think that there's another group that has ever done or could ever do what NSYNC did in the time that they did it. You know, late '90s, early 2000s. It was next level. If that existed now. Could you imagine if NSYNC existed today <laughs> with social media? Wow. Yeah, they would be, oh, wow. they already are. I mean, look at, you know, Justin's entire career since then. And even uh, some of the, the other members and what they've been able to do with producing and everything else. It's just incredible. So it, it'd be tenfold, I, I think, in social media for sure. So middle school is about the time that this is set with our characters and middle school can be sort of a tough time. It's a discovery period. You're kind of trying to learn who you are as a person. And I love that in your interviews, you're so open with your past and some stories that you're able to share. Do you have any stories about you from middle school? Kind of that self-reflective self-discovery period. Big transitional period for me. Middle school. Um, middle school was everything that I'd known up to that point was gymnastics. And I traded it in for art. I fully like every, every hour spent doing gymnastics and my goals of reaching the Olympics one day shifted with my falling in love with art. And that happened my fifth grade year. And by the end of my sixth grade year was working professionally mm-hmm. in theater And was, that was, you know, so I left public school, started traveling, started working, you know, doing all of that, that all happened in middle school for me. So like a lot of the big social shift of what is that thing where all of a sudden you, you know, you wake up and all you care about is what your friends are doing and what's going on with your friends and things like that. I was working and my friends were either part of my kind of extracurricular that I had to travel to go do and see and whatnot, or they were friends of mine that I was working with at whatever show I was working on or whatever set that I was working on, whatever the case may be. And um, that during middle school time, when you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror and you're just, you know, awkward stage is just blooming and it's just gross and you just don't, you're annoyed with everything. And it's just so much, I get, there's just so much. It's, it's, it's very bad humor on God's part, in my opinion, that like all of a sudden for like a five-year period early in your life, 
you wake up every day mad at the world. And right. I just makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad. That's like a thing, you know, but, um, you know, and I, I guess there really aren't any like funny stories, but that was, I mean, middle, middle school was one of the biggest transitional periods of my life. And I, you know, knocking on 30, that's still the case. And I'm like, it just goes to show how powerful that time is and how much grace we need to give these kids. Like, and, uh, man, there's just a lot, there's a lot going on being a kid. I'm so glad I'm not, I'm not in school in 2022. (laughs) Well, and and think about the, the purpose of turning red, the direction that it's given the story, you're going to help so many middle school kids out there through this movie is my prediction because you're this film that is certainly the target audience. It's showing that you are going to be going through changes and you do need to find yourself, but you know what, on the other end, you have friends along the way, you have family along the way, and it's going to work out. Okay. So thanks for, for that, for that message to middle schoolers everywhere, really. God, hundred percent. So, you know, there's a lot of wonderful scenes in this movie and, and we're talking about some of those touching moments in the film, but I wanted to see what was your favorite scene in the movie. You know, for me, I have to say, I really, really enjoy twerking Red Panda, but, uh, I, you know, but that's me. What's your favorite scene in the film? It's easily when the aunties show up. Oh my God. Like that was, we we just kept rewinding that part. Like, I just kept going back to, no, no, she, she can't wait. Like she just like, they, I've met all of those aunties. Like I have, I have like all of my Pinoy friends, all of my like Korean friends, everyone's got those aunties in their life that are just, you know, they're loud and like, what's going on? What's going on? Where's your mama? Oh, you look like your father. Like, like what's good? It's so, it's fun. Um, it, I don't know. It, it's homey for me. That's that's very that's very like cozy and homey. So when the when the aunties show up, I they're my fa- they're my favorite. I stand, I stand. <laughs> I love great. the aunties. They're my favorite characters. That's awesome. Brett, you had our next question. Well, let's see. So the two thousand references of Tamaguchi pets and boy bands and friendship yeah. bracelets and Destiny's Child bootylicious. So do any of these speak to you because you are, you know, of that, yeah. age, of that age? Yeah. That was my <laughs> <laughs> everything. I have like nine Tamagotchis. They were all like the max level. Um, yeah, no, that was like prime. Are you kidding? <laughs> The new That's Fast good. and Furious movie, like Fast and Furious 2 is about to come out and and Lord of the Rings was coming out. You yeah. didn't have to do any research to find <laughs> that time right. Yeah, so. I know. I just went, right. Yeah, the best time. Oh, man. Music was so great. Oh, movies. Everything had like fashion was so fun. Like I felt like everything was just so much more colorful. And that's totally reflected. That's so reflected in this film. That is good. Yeah. It was really neat that they set it in that time frame because it so it totally took me back to those days and boy band crazes and everything else coming into the the two thousands. It was just wonderful. You know, you mentioned that you have a little one on the way and uh, that you're really excited for him to be able to see this someday and to see you represented in this film. But are there words of wisdoms or plot points or is there some message that you're taking from this film that hopefully you can use as a parent looking at the other side? You never, ever, ever know, ever, even if it's your own kid. 
and as much as you want to because it's your kid you really just truly never know fully and you never will what's going on internally for anyone else never you can think that you do even even when they're going through that thing that you've experienced it's not exactly the way that you've experienced it and they're not navigating it the same way that you are too because everything that led up to the point that you experienced that thing was very different from them so you were prepared in a different way than they are right so your experience is just your experience and it's never ever ever anyone else's exactly it's completely unique even if on paper it's the same thing it's not and that's what i'm taking away from this too is is i don't it doesn't matter what you've gone through even if i've gone through it twice over it's not like yours yours is different whatever it is that's what i'm taking and i hope that everyone else does too that's a great message So Jordan, we are very lucky to have you on Beyond the Mouse because I believe you are our first ever mirror ball trophy winner. So can you tell us about, you know, all the work that goes into Dancing with the Stars? Because it it seems really challenging to us, but you also make it look effortless. That's very, so that's the, that's the effort. Uh, Making anything look effortless is the effort. It's like the hardest thing to do. Uh, that's very kind. I had the time of my life. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. I love it. Um, it was, I made some of the best friends I've ever made in my life. I still have them. You join a family. People talk about the Dancing with the Stars family. It's so real. It's so real. When you've done it, you are part of it for forever. And you love it and you watch the show and you're a fan of the show afterwards. Like, I never, you know, I, that, I never thought that I would like be stoked to watch the next episode of Dancing with the Stars next, but after I did my season, can't live without it. Ready for the next season. Just love it. Such a great experience. Probably more so because it ended up working out pretty well for me and my partner. Uh, Lindsay's amazing. And, and, and she, she became my sister. It was amazing. The work I thought I'd be able to like, you know, juggle all sorts of other things and projects and stuff. And like by week five, call my team was like, everything is on hold until I'm done. (laughs) I'm yeah, it is exhausting. It's exhausting work. It hurts the body, hurts the brain, hurts the emotions. Um, but man, it's rewarding. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm so glad you shared that because watching it and, and I know sometimes the celebrities on the show, they will talk about like being on tour and I'm like, how are, how are they doing this? How are they doing choreography and working? So I'm glad you kind of shared that behind the scenes insight. I'm hoping you'll also kind of maybe tell some behind the scenes stories of being on the, in the Broadway cast of Hamilton, uh, you replaced Anthony Ramos and that's, it's such an incredible show. I imagine it's, it's so fun getting to be backstage and, and just be a part of it. Cause it's just going to be something iconic for, for many generations to come. Can you yeah. give us any behind the scenes story or, or memory that's your favorite? Man, well, it was like six years ago, um, but it was, it was my, it was my, uh, my first dream in my life was to work on Broadway. It's the very first thing that I wanted to do with my career. And uh, my team said, you know, let's make a name in TV and film and Broadway will call. And that's eventually what happened. And thankfully it was this show that happened to be Hamilton and I had the time of my life. I mean, 
kind of the same thing. When you work on Broadway, you, you, you create friendships that become family and that lasts for forever. And I have that with my Hamilton family, my dear Evan Hansen family. Um, it's wonderful. And yeah, and especially at that time too, like I replaced Anthony, we saw like half the original cast. So it was, it was, um, it was, it was peak. It was that, it was like a, like a Bieber concert when, when he was just getting started after, I mean, like every night I'd roll up to the theater and there'd be people around the block hoping that they maybe might luck out and get one of the four available lottery tickets that day. And that's, it was a great thing. Yeah. Wow. It was wild. Well, moving back to Disney for just a little bit, you were married in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. And what special memories do you have of your wedding day that were uniquely Disney? Or just that you remember <laughs> that day? I'm like, like, do you have, I mean, the there's a lot going on in your mind. In, in <laughs> Not everyone gets unique. married in front of a castle or rides yeah, down on a main Disney. Uh, that was, we, it was a complete accident. We, we didn't plan on having our wedding at the parks, um, that, in the magic kingdom, but man, we were so grateful. Tony Shepard, he's such a dear friend and, and, um, yeah, obviously the height of COVID we, we had plans to get married in Hawaii, but, uh, the state wasn't letting anything happen really. And after like the third time we had to push the date, we finally were like, let's just be low. Let's just go to the courthouse. Let's just be done. And, right. you know, we'll, we'll do the, We'll do the ceremony in a couple of years when it's easier to. And uh, it was right around that time we got that call from our friend Tony. And uh, he said, I, th- I, th- I think we can make something really great happen. And we'll call you tomorrow. And he did with this really beautiful plan. And, you know, they, it, was, they, it was a dream, I think, definitively. It was a dream that happened to be real for us. And we couldn't be more grateful. We reminisce about it all the time. That's good. That's so wonderful. Well, yeah, especially was, was so special. And these are closest Great. people. I got to make eye contact with every person in the ceremony, like everyone that was there. Whole wedding party. There are 30, 30 people in total. Oh, yeah. wow. That's it great. Exactly how we wanted it. To be. That's great. That's just is great. beautiful. Well, congratulations. Towards the end of our time with you. So Vanessa has some rapid fire things about Disney and the parks that she wants you to take on here. Okay. Yes. Well, we know you're a big Disney fan and you had us at Hidden Mickey, by the way. So we love that about you. So we want to know rapid fire, some of your favorites of the park. So we'll start off uh, okay. and in Disney property. So what is your favorite Pixar film? Pixar, uh, The Incredibles. What? Perfect. Uh, favorite Disney park? It's like picking from children. Go with your heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Kingdom. Okay. Well, of course. Perfect. Uh, favorite attraction? Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. Okay. 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 Uh, favorite Disney restaurant? Tiffin's Animal Kingdom. We get that one a lot. Wow. People yeah. love yeah. love Tiffin's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unreal. We've <laughs> had Tiffin's before. I have not. 
I think I'll have Brett to. is our, be on our, our go-to list. Tiffins. No, right? I haven't. No, you I have none no, of us. You know what? It's it's funny because you know we've talked to like Tony Baxter and, and so and other people and and they will go on. A lot of people go on and on about Tiffins and we haven't gone yet. We will tiffins. now. Okay, we're going okay. into two weeks, so I'm going to make that change. Yes, this is like a top five restaurant. I have circumnavigated the globe multiple yes. times. I've eaten in some of the most unbelievable <laughs> restaurants. Food is my vice. I'm a Michelin star hunter. Wow, it's like a top five restaurant for me in the okay. world. It's unbelievable. Oh, so tell great. them I sent you. Okay, okay, we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll do, do that. that. And then since you are such a foodie, uh, favorite snack, Disney snack? Um, it's really probably a cocktail and uh, in, 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 um, in the canteen. At the in Star Wars, Olga's, Olga's, Olga's Cantina. Cantina, yeah, yeah, Skipper's Cantina. Um, not Skipper's Cantina. That's that's uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, yeah, you yeah, know the, your Disney though. Hello, Olga, yeah. Olga. That's right. Yeah, Olga's Cantina. Yeah. Um, it's probably gonna be something like that. But uh, family friendly answer is gonna be Dole Whip. Oh, perfect, yes. perfect. You, <laughs> you know, I'm going to. Happy. It's the Pacific Islander in me. I think. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Before I get to my last question, I got to tell you, my trip was canceled in 2020. I've never been to Galaxy's Edge. I'm going with my son in a couple of days. Am I just going to cry when I get there? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's great. Yeah. I'll prepare myself for it. Are you doing the lightsaber? I am. So we decided to go all out. Uh, he's building a droid. He's Good. building a droid. I'm building a lightsaber. Then we're going to Oga's. It's going to be great. like boom, boom, boom. It's going to be great. The, he is going to lose his mind where the lightsaber thing is concerned. I really, uh, I, I really, really want. You know what? D- d- um, is somebody on my team here? We're gonna make this happen. Anything? We're gonna make this, we're yes, make, I'm here. Chantal's here. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna get him a lightsaber too, so Aww. so that he can build one with you. It's. I, I cried. It was. It's one of the most oh, beautiful. Yeah. Like I genuinely, like I shed a tear. It's like oh my the, gosh. The, building the lightsaber as an experience might be one of my favorite things I've done in my life. I think it was. Oh wow! It was such a beautiful. Oh my god! The and the actor that's in there. I I I look up videos on YouTube every once in a while of the experience. Don't look it up if you have already. No, I I, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I'm so you're going to make me cry. I'm going to make sure that your son. Oh my gosh. Too. Well, oh, wow. I don't, I don't know who's around that can help on my team that can help us connect. And we're gonna, we'll figure, we'll make it happen. Oh, Jordan, wow. can you hear me or no? I sure can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know what was going on. Yes. I can, I'll get in contact with you guys. Thank you so oh, much. My gosh. Well, thank wow. you. Um, we've really enjoyed our time with you, Jordan, and just the art and creativity that you put out into the world helps get so many people through their day, helps them uh, be able to have some shared experiences and take some valuable lessons. We know that you do literally hundreds of interviews all of the time. And so I'm wondering if there's some kind of message or story that you're not often asked about that you would like to share as we start to wrap up here with our audience. It's really sweet. Um, we need kindness, y'all. That's, that's really it. We need to just be kind to each other. That's like, no one talks about that. No one really cares to bring that up, but man, I'm probably only talking about it right now is because I need it right now, extra in my life. 
Um, but everyone does. Everyone just needs to like be a little more patient with each other, be a little more gentle with each other and be a little more kind to each other. Yeah, that's really good. I, I don't have a story for everybody. I don't have an antidote. I don't have like some sage, not words of wisdom. I just encourage everyone strongly to just try to be as kind as you can to everyone around you. That's really it. Perfect answer. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And uh, just so you know, my son, uh, I know that it's not maybe a sore subject that it's not in the parks right now, but my son listens to Happily Ever After so often. Uh, he just absolutely loves it. And he's excited. He's six. So he's so excited. So, so What's thank you. Liam is his name. Liam. My middle name is William. Oh, perfect. That's wonderful. That's well, great. thank you so much for your time today, Jordan. Absolutely. And thank That's you for everything. To the parks. Much love. You will do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Jordan Fisher is so cool and so great. Uh, it was just a delight to get a chance to chat with him today. I am uh, excited that we had that opportunity to talk some of the parks. We talked about turning red. We talked about therapy and mental health. We squeezed a lot into that 30-minute interview, didn't we? So, Brett, what are your thoughts on our interview with Jordan? Oh, you can tell that he's a Disney fan, and we certainly relate to that a little. Well, okay, big time, so. <laughs> so that was great. And he, and just to hear about his career and, you know, where he is in his career and he's done so much. And I look forward to whatever's next for him. And I look forward to making, getting off this, uh, uh, our, our interview here and making reservations for Tiffin's because apparently that is one of the best restaurants in the world. So I can't wait to do that. Uh, yeah, we need to go check out Tiffin's for sure. I may need to go and check and see if there's any reservations available for the trip. I don't know. Might have I to know. make some changes to the plans I here. Know. Just great to get to talk to him about. It. Like, it, it's cool because you can see so much that he loves the parks. He referenced, you know, Vanessa, you asked him about John Stamos, who famously is huge into Disney. He referenced Neil Patrick Harris. I think he is absolutely in that mold of like these people that they get a chance to see the company and they work with the company, but then they also have this just amazing love for what Disney brings to the world, sort of the messages that they bring and the parks and everything about it. It's just so cool. So Vanessa, what are your thoughts on the interview with Jordan? Oh my gosh. He was so wonderful. I so enjoyed talking to him. You know, first of all, he had me at hidden Mickey tattoo, which now I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm need a hidden mickey tattoo maybe we all need maybe it'll be a bonding experience if we all go out and get hidden mickey tattoos that's the one i was so gonna have if i ever yeah have it, so. <laughs> yeah like it'd be so cool uh but you know yes he is definitely becoming one of those iconic disney dads i'm sure we will see more of jordan fisher throughout uh, his career as he continues working with Disney, he's he's just really becoming one of those persons. He is one of those persons that we see so much of him and we respect because not only do they do a great job of using their artistic craft to tell these wonderful stories, to be a part of uh, Disney film and, and Disney shows, but also that love of Disney. Like he really gets it. And we just so appreciate that. And like you said, Craig, I love that he wanted to talk about mental health and how that's so important and therapy is so important. I mean, preach, I put my hand up. I'm like, preach Jordan Fisher. I, I subscribe to that as well. And I think it was just a, a great interview and talking about a great film that has a lot of 
important messaging that is, is helpful for people. And I think Jordan said it best at the very end, which is kindness. Kindness absolutely matters. And we need to share a little bit more of that. I am going to say something unkind though. And that is Jordan got it wrong. Backstreet boys all the way. Oh, see, no, I'm got it right. Diamond. I'm huge yeah. into NSYNC. Uh, Brett and They're I, we're, we're outnumbered. So bye, bye, bye to yeah. you, <laughs> Vanessa. Turkey anyway, leg, no. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. I, we'll, we'll never agree. <laughs> I will say um, the, the kindness message and he's set up well for fatherhood because the message that he took from the movie really got me thinking as a parent and thinking about seeing it from that perspective. I can't wait to watch this film again uh, from that perspective. And it's just so wonderful. Uh, but talk about kindness and the kindness that he showed to us. If uh, something does happen, you might, you might've already heard it. I don't know, because we haven't heard the interview. Uh, but if something does happen, certainly I'll talk about it in my trip report uh, from Walt Disney World as well. But Brett, uh, any final thoughts on Jordan, on the movie, on anything that you'd like to say as we wrap up? Well, as far as turning red, I can't wait to see it again. You know, I say that. I can't wait to see it again. Awesome. And what about Jordan? Oh. Can't wait to see him again? You know, so he was talking about Dancing with the Stars, and it's like this alumnus sort of, you know, experience. I don't know. Are they going to have, you know, uh, Dancing with the Stars reunion? Oh, I don't know. Is that an idea? Uh, I don't know. Well, perhaps I'll be there. Perhaps. I'll be there watching because, you know, Jordan's yeah. a boy now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's so great. Vanessa, any final thoughts? Turning red. I just Jordan because Fisher? I don't think we'll do a turning red movie further discussion after this interview. So listeners to be on the mouse, please, please, please go watch this movie. And then talk to me about twerking red panda. It's giving me life. It is very much realistic to my childhood. And, and, <laughs> and I love it so much. And I want to cry thinking about twerking red panda because it is the funniest thing that has ever happened in a Pixar film ever. It is, it is so great. It is so <laughs> wonderful. And I don't think we can end on anything better than that. Uh, if you are listening to us for the first time because of Jordan Fisher's interview, thank you. Please go back and listen to any of our other interviews. And also just the three of us talking about general Disney madness uh, around here. We love talking Disney every single Friday. You can find us on social media, Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram. You can also find us on Twitter, Beyond Mouse. And Facebook, you have two opportunities. You have the Beyond the Mouse Podcast page, but also we really would love you to join Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals, which is our group. They're going to be the first to find out that we had this conversation with Jordan. They're also the first to, to talk to us about things about the parks and get some of uh, our pictures from the parks and our experiences. And just talking about General Disney is just a positive Disney community that you can go and join. I also want to put out one special last thank you to Pixar for the opportunity to view Turning Red and then also to Jordan for his time today. It was just remarkable getting to talk to him. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe twerking in front of the movie screen. I I, I can't stop. I'm reenacting that scene to everyone I know. I'm like, and then the panda did this. And the panda did this. And it was shaking.